Hello, everybody. This will be a very short solo episode. I am traveling. I'm still in Egypt right now, but we didn't want to leave you without an episode this week. And I have two quick topics to discuss before we're back together, Jay and I, next week from Berlin. The first thing I wanted to talk about is a housing scam that happened in October a very big housing scam. So here's what happened. I will link an article in German in the show notes. The housing platform Housing Anywhere, housinganywhere.com is quite popular these days because moving to Berlin, it is tricky finding a room. We talked about this in one of our first episodes. You need a bunch of different documents. You need to stand in a long line of people who are applying and if you don't have a job with a regular income and you don't have a shufa yet and you don't have the previous tenants uh, assurance that you've always paid your rent and all of these different things then it's borderline impossible to just regularly rent an apartment and so this platform housing anywhere tries to solve this by basically being an Airbnb for like longer term stays. I actually know some people who found a place through them and I understand why people do it. I mean, it's obviously more expensive than just renting a place, but at least it's like possible and easy to rent a place. But apparently, even though one of the things that they advertise is that they also give you extra security, there was a huge scam happening mostly in October, where almost 400 people, 337 people got scammed and they lost between 2,000 and 4,000 euros each. And the way that worked was that they found an apartment through the platform and communicated through the platform and everything was okay. And the platform has their own payment system even. But then the landlord would send them a message saying, okay, you need to pay your deposit and that doesn't work through the platform, please send your deposit to this bank account. And one person that was profiled in this article even asked Housing Anywhere, like, is this legit? Should I transfer the money? And they confirmed, yes, this is a legit uh, supplier or company or whatever, and you can send them the money. And then days before she was about, she was supposed to move into the apartment, they canceled on her and disappeared and she never got to see the apartment or let alone move in and she got reimbursed for the for the things she paid through housing anywhere but she didn't get reimbursed for the money she sent privately to this person and so this is a scam that apparently has been happening a lot and I'm sure Housing Anywhere is trying to make sure this doesn't happen again, at least this exact same scam. But it's just really good to reiterate and to be aware that there is a lot of scams going on because people are desperate. There is not enough housing in Berlin. And when you come here and you have a job offer or you have a place to study or whatever it may be, you need a place to live. And so people take advantage so I would just say, in terms of what you can do, be super, super vigilant. It's tricky because sometimes there are situations where 
you need to, like you do need to pay a deposit like they, it, you won't find a place where you don't have to find a deposit and usually the way you pay the deposit is to transfer money there is a thing that you could try to do especially if you have any kind of doubt where you can go to a bank and almost any bank will do this and open an account and then that account is in your name but it is attached to this deposit and then basically you both have access but the bank i will try to find an article about how this works but it's a little bit more secure than just sending the money and hoping that you will get it back some day otherwise i think the the biggest thing like the the thing that almost all of these scams have in common is that you never actually get to see the apartment i think i understand some people basically decide to move here many people decide to move to berlin from another continent and they want to have the apartment set and ready when they arrive but that just means that you have to trust somebody's pictures or zoom call which can also easily be faked um, and then just know that that person and that place exist and are what they say they are it's so much safer to actually go visit the place or maybe have someone go visit the place and talk to the landlord in person so i would always always recommend doing that and if that's not possible then uh, be extra extra vigilant i think if i were to move to berlin from another country right now and i haven't lived there before basically if i if i was in your shoes i would just try to find a shared apartment for the beginning or even live in a hostel for the first month during that first month find a shared apartment i think finding a room in a shared apartment is much easier than just finding an apartment and obviously you may not want to do that because you're beyond that time in your life where you want to live in shared apartments i understand but i think that would be probably the safest thing to do because in those situations it's easier to find a place and i think maybe the scams are fewer there too you need to be vigilant and if they want you to pay any kind of money in advance you should be very careful but then just find a place to sleep and then try to find your actual apartment your actual place where you want to stay when you're already in the city i think everybody everything gets much easier and safer once you're able to go to places visit places look people in the eye and confirm that things are legit and then when you do those things i think it also pays off to bring a native speaker or someone who speaks german and someone who has lived in berlin for a while and knows kind of the system and the red flags so those would be my recommendations in terms of how to find a place without getting scammed the second thing i wanted to talk about is related to an email that we got by steve Hello, Steve. Steve is a university professor in Phoenix, Arizona, and he fell in love with Berlin seven years ago and decided to retire early and to move to Berlin. Congratulations in advance, Steve. I think this is a really cool plan. And he has many questions. I hope we get to address them all as time goes by. But one of the things he asked was 
what kind of job could I find in Berlin? And how will I be able to stay in Berlin beyond my 90-day tourist visa? And one thing that you could do, and I'm not sure if it's gotten harder in the past few years, but I know several people who have done this, and I think it is certainly a thing you can do if you are a native speaker, and that is to become a freelance English teacher. So the way this works is, or the way that I know it could work, is that you basically come to Europe, come to Germany on a 90-day tourist visa. And legally speaking, at that point, your plan should not be to stay. Your plan should be to visit Berlin, Germany, Europe for 90 days and then go back. That should be your plan as far as the legal official version goes and as far as your intentions should go. But then, theoretically, should you decide during those 90 days that you actually would like to stay and start a new life in Berlin, if you're a native English speaker, there are certainly language schools, English schools in Berlin that need teachers. And if you go to these language schools in person, CV in hand, um, and say, hey, I am a native English speaker and I have maybe some kind of teaching experience. Even if you don't have any teaching experience, I think it's possible to, to basically be hired by these schools. Um, if you, you know, make a good impression, I think you should certainly try to go there in person and introduce yourself and kind of say why you would be a good fit. And what you will need is you will need a letter of intent from at least three different schools. You're probably safer if, if you have five, um, but I think three different letter of intents are sufficient. And so then once you have these, these three different letters of intents, you will also need an Anmeldung. So you will need to find a place to live, which obviously is difficult, but you will just need to find a place to live or at least to, where you can register. And then once you have all of those things, the different letters and the Anmeldung and health insurance, but there's special health insurance for people who have just come from abroad. So you don't necessarily need to get kind of the regular German health insurance. Then you can try to get a freelance visa or register as a freelancer. And basically, if you have those things, you should get it no problem. So you would need an appointment at the Ausländerbehörde, which is very difficult to get. So maybe that's one of the first things you should try to get or schedule is this appointment at the Ausländerbehörde, at the German immigration office. Um, and it's officially called Landesamt für Einwanderung in Berlin, not Ausländerbehörde. And then you show them those documents and they should give you a visa which will only allow you to teach English. So it's probably not or maybe not what you want to do in the long term, but it's a way to be able to be self-employed and start working in Berlin basically right away and 
to be able to stay. So that's something that is possible. It's not easy at all, and you are under time pressure for sure. But I do think the need for native speakers, the need for English teachers is there. There are a bunch of different language schools that you can look for in Berlin and go to personally, and then that could be a plan of action. I will link to two articles from allaboutberlin.com about how to become a freelancer in Germany and how to find a job as an English teacher. And if you have any experience doing this, if you have done this or have plans to do this, please get in touch with us and we will talk to you again next week.